Hey, Rethink Retail listeners. Have you heard about Retail's Golden Ticket event? On April 26th, Rethink Retail is heading to London, England to attend the Retail Technology Show, where Europe's leading retailers and tech providers will gather under one roof to explore the very best in retail innovation. The Retail Technology Show is a must-visit for retail and hospitality organizations that are looking for the right tools, the right solutions, and sound advice on how to run their businesses more effectively, more efficiently, and more profitably in a way that results in seamless multi-channel operations and enhanced customer experience. And better yet, you can get a free golden ticket to this event by registering at RetailTechnologyShow.com slash RethinkRetail. That's RetailTechnologyShow.com slash RethinkRetail. Hi, everyone. My name is Michael Zakor, and we're here at the Rethink Retail booth at Shop Talk 2023 as a part of a series of talking to some of the brightest minds in retail. We're lucky today to have Dimple Rao, the vice president of product at Chico's FAS. Dimple, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks. Maybe we could just start off if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and yeah. how you got the Chico's FAS yeah, yeah. and some of the roles you had that led you to where you are today and tell us what you do there. Fantastic. I'll tell you guys a little bit about Chico's if you don't know. We're a fashion apparel retailer. We have three brands, Chico's, White House, Black Market, and Soma. We have a little over 1,200 stores across the U.S. and we're a brand that is founded by women, led by women. So very excited to be here. Prior to Chico's, I've had two formative product leadership roles. One was at Walgreens. And I was there for five years. I was a part of the digital leadership team. And at Walgreens, the the two things that I learned really well, one was experience design. How do you design things for customers that makes everything seem frictionless? And the other was really around scale. At that time, Walgreens had 8,000 stores. And we learned very early on that something that worked at 100 stores may not work for 1,000 stores. Something that worked at 1,000 stores may not work at 8,000 stores. And you had to really think about scale early on. You didn't have to scale early on. But you had to think about what it would take. So those were two kind of takeaways that I have brought with me to Chico's. And then most recently, I was at FTD, the consumer gifting company. And there I learned a lot about what it's like to work for a portfolio of brands. I think each brand has, you know, their strengths, their brand ethos and lessons that you learn from one brand. How can you apply them to another So it was really cool working for a portfolio of brands, which I get to do at Chico's as well. And then at FTD, we were on a major transformation journey. I got to build my team from the ground up and really think about what is the culture that's needed to move a company that has a lot of rich heritage, but is looking to modernize itself. 
And so those are some of the things that I have learned over time that I get to really apply at Chico's. And it's been a really fun almost two years at Chico's. So I, I, I'm, it's been awesome. And so what's that journey been like over the two years? What, uh, yeah. What's your main focus been? What's the main challenge been? Yeah, so, um, you know, at Chico's, we started our, our turnaround roughly four years ago. So I joined about two years into our turnaround. At the beginning of our turnaround, our CEO, Molly Langenstein, like really focused on our product, our clothes. We have merchandise that through fit, through fabric, through tailoring, through designer details, really resonates with our customer. And so that has helped us get a lot of tailwinds in our business. So when I came in, one of the things that we were in the middle of was modernizing our marketing tech stack. And we were getting ready to launch new loyalty programs. We have a very loyal customer base. Our customers stay with us, depending on which brand, anywhere from seven to nine to 12 years. So once she is a customer, she stays with us. But, you know, we had customers who would spend over $20,000 with us in a year, and they were treated no differently than a customer who spent 2000 So we introduced a, a tiered loyalty program across all three brands. That was just a, a really cool body of work to do. And we're seeing some great results in terms of participation in our programs, in terms of redemption rates which, you know, ultimately help us build the, the lifetime value that all retailers are chasing. So that was one part of it. And most recently, we, we've launched a great post-purchase experience with a company called Parcel Lab. We set out with a hypothesis that today's customer wants to know what's going on with her order beyond just it's been delivered to you. She wants us to communicate with her at different touch points. And that experience that she has after she has pressed the buy button largely informs whether she's going to come back and buy from us, right? There's definitely the product. She needs to like what she's bought, but she also needs to feel great about her experience getting the product. And we've seen fabulous results from Parcel Lab in terms of reduction in call volume for order status related calls. We've seen a great improvement in our net promoter score. So these are, as we've sort of done these little tweaks, we rolled out mobile apps for each of our brands about a year ago. And again, we're seeing tremendous results from every, every time we do something that solves a need, solves a pain point and gets her shopping experience better she reacts like pretty real time and it's given us great signals to know we're moving in the right direction. Now, does that hold true of, across the three, the three brands? I mean, is it a different profile in terms of the loyalty, incentives, behavior, um, yeah. and the desire for product visibility? Yeah, you know, we, the, the lovely thing about having a portfolio of brands is um, there is a commonality amongst our customers. So they tend to be on average around 45 years of age with over $100,000 in household income. But then it starts to get nuanced, right? Like our Chico's customer, that's our flagship brand. She is extremely loyal. 
she is she is she's very fun. Our CEO says if you go to our, our one of our Chico stores, the the dressing room is like a party. So we have a huge loyalist and advocate there. Our White House brand, one out of our three customers is in senior management or middle management. So she's a busy professional. She is looking to get help with fashion so she can feel confident. And then Soma is our inclusive, intimate brand. And, you know, the, the ages sort of like go down, right? So Chico's, our, our customers are a little bit older. White House is in the middle. Soma's younger. And so it's been like a great, our vision overall is for every Chico's and White House customer to be a Soma customer. So we're trying to keep like core parts of the experience the same, but also celebrate the uniqueness and the, the brand ethos of each brand and, and they're different. So it's, it's a nice hybrid mix of the two approaches, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. What, are, what are some of the key product innovations you've been working on lately? Yeah, we are, I was earlier speaking about our journey around our e-commerce re-platform. So that's been an initiative we started about, I don't know, like six months ago or eight months ago. And we're very excited. It plays a key role in our growth plan. This is to modernize our e-commerce platform in a way that helps us improve traffic, improve conversion, improve order average order value, and just help us become a much more agile organization. We're actually, we're, so when COVID hit, we had to close down all of our stores and rapidly pivot to a buy online pickup in store model. And we've done that really well, but we think that Having a modern headless composable tech stack will help us do things, you know, 10x faster than we're able to today. We're very excited there. Our stylists, our associates in our store, as well as our stylists outside of the store, play a key role in our competitive advantage. Our customer has deep relationships with her stylist. We're unique. We're a very unique brand in that sense. And so we have tools that our stylists use to help our customers build looks and build her wardrobe. And that's a combination of using pieces she's already purchased from us and then recommendations from pieces that are coming. And we think these sort of social stylist tools will be a key sort of accelerant into our growth journey. And then really, you know, um, starting to harness the power of our loyalty programs. We want her to keep coming back. We want to retain our customer. We want to keep her happy. And, you know, for us, her loyalty is a relationship. It is so much more than a transaction. And she's very important to us. So between loyalty, our stylists, having a platform that works and, you know, those are the, the, the few areas that we're looking to build around and innovate around. Yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting. So it seems like over the last couple of years, you know, since we've had COVID, yeah. two consumer demands among the many there are seem to have risen to the surface. Yeah. And one of them is the consumer saying, spoil me or else. Spoil me or else I will find the brand or the platform who will and give me convenience as a key to spoiling me. How are you handling that that dynamic today? 
You know, I, I think I'm going to go back to we have so much pride in our product. And I think that where I've seen retailers lose their way is when the, the product's not good. And where you're able to fix the product and you have beautiful clothes, she has shown that she'll come to us. So I think that then you take it a step further and, you know, when our customer walks into the store, our associates recognize her and make her feel welcome. And we want to do that same thing online, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the spoiling that you talk about is really someone who knows I love bright colors, someone who knows I love lasers and can help me kind of work with that, right? Someone who knows I don't like polka dots and isn't showing that to me. And so I think really knowing our customer, knowing what her closet looks like and helping her build to her preferences is our version of, of spoiling her, if you will. So personalization is, I, is really It big. really is. We recently rolled out a visual discovery platform called Sight AI. That's S-Y-T-E. And the hypothesis is Dimple really likes the girlfriend's slimming jeans, but they're sold out in her size. How can we quickly help her find something that looks similar and is available in her size, right? She is looking for that blend of you know me and you're making things convenient. So we're constantly thinking one step ahead. What happens if she is disappointed? How can we fix it right there and, and keep her experience such that she wants to come back? So I think personalization will definitely play a, a key role in that space, but it's, it's more nuanced than, than what one might think. Sure. And, you know, a big challenge for, for all retailers today is, you know, we hear the term omni-channel all yeah. the time. Omni-channel, well, what does it mean? It just means you have more than one channel, right? Sure. The real challenge is connected commerce. Absolutely. Uh, it's not enough to just have them. How does Chico's FAS approach and how do you approach connecting those, those two yeah, worlds? Yeah, you know, connected commerce is a huge strategic priority for us. And the way we think about it is sort of blending the best of both worlds. So, for instance, when you walk into a store, you never have to wonder how something's going to fit you. You're able to just try it on. How can we have digital tools that aid the anxiety around fit? When you're online, you have easy access to fabric, sustainability, what other customers are saying about the product ratings mm -hmm. and reviews. How can we bring those sorts of information to the stores? So it's sort of picking the, the best of both worlds and starting to blend them in a way where if she moves from store to online, she's not seeing a dramatically different experience. It starts to feel the same and vice versa. When she moves from online to store, it starts to feel like she is getting that same hyper fast targeted experience that she's getting. So I think it's it's really, she's going to move fluidly and we want her experiences to move fluidly across the channels. That's how we think about it. So how does that play with your digital first strategy 
and the goal to get to a billion dollars in, in digital sales. Yeah, you know, I think that, again, it is really about retaining the customers that we have today and attracting new customers. That is both through this power of our brands, our products, our digital tools that we're putting out there, and then our associates, right? They're, they're a huge, like, way for us to attract people. A social is a big channel for us. We have live video on Facebook, on Instagram, and these are great ways for us to showcase our product and start to build that, that fashion BFF kind of profile for our customers. And, and, you know, I think that everything we've covered so far, that's how we start to weave the, the connected commerce, digital first prerogative that we have. And, you know, I think that speed and agility are, are at the heart of it. Because if there is one thing that we've learned as retailers is to expect the unexpected, right? From, from the era of COVID. I was watching a presentation by an analyst from MasterCard and she, and she said, you know, the economy this week looks different than the economy last week. And the economy last week looks different than the one the week before. So our macroeconomic conditions are just changing rapidly. Our customers' expectations are changing rapidly. And so instead of trying to predict what she's going to want in three years, we just want to have a platform that can pivot. As we learn more, we do more, and we change how we do things and, and keep up with her. That, that sort of, you know, we want to keep lockstep with her, maybe one step ahead, but, but that's the synergy that we're trying to build. So you mentioned a uh, video live on Facebook yep. and Instagram. You know, I, I think video is the future of digital sure. commerce. In a you large and I way. both, yeah. You know, I, I, what I call immersive commerce, sure. right? The, the buying shopping experience online changed a whole lot in the last 10 years. So yeah. how are you thinking about incorporating live streaming, shoppable video, yeah. you know, doing things like making uh, your, your product pictures 3D? How are you guys thinking yeah. about, you know, maybe attracting and are you trying to attract a younger consumer and is that the path to doing it? You know, our customers have naturally moved younger during COVID. Each of our brands moved a little bit younger. So it's something that has happened naturally for us. I think, like I said, we, we are experimenting with video. Video is big for us. We think that product photography is also, uh, it plays a big role in her why to buy. And then there's the storytelling aspect of it. Um, if you don't know, like FAS stands for Fashion Artistry and Solutions. And that's, that's the each brand. So White House Black Market is around fashion. And we, we, it's the customer who loves the designer details, but, but doesn't want to buy designer yet. Chico's is all around artistry. We have our own fabric, our own designs, and she likes to have fun. Soma is around solutions. And so, we want our product photography to be able to tell those stories that start to build brand affinity for us and, and move beyond the, I'm just buying something from you. I'm actually vested in your brand. We have a group of customers, for instance, on Facebook that have created their own Chico's group. This is <laughs> not Chico's indoors. These are just customers who are such big fans. They want to do that. And I think that content storytelling 
building great omni-channel experiences and weaving all of those together is what creates those loyalists and advocates of your brand. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're coming to a close on our time here. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about you'd like to hit on or, you know, in your imagination where, you, where you'd like Chico's FAS to be a year from now? You know, I, I think we are on a great journey. We have a lot of things to look forward to. I feel tremendously lucky to be here at this point in time. And, and, you know, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. Very happy to be here. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Dimple Rao, Chico's FAS. Thank you for being with Rethink Retail today and enjoy the rest of the shop. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.